Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Live, the show where we talk about things like Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire, Star Wars, Star Trek, Star Anything, sci-fi, fantasy, stories, fiction, books, movies, television, other things, comic books, maybe, I don't know, pamphlets. Um, I am Dan Selke, and so I, I, we had a, a couple technical difficulties there. Thanks for bringing with us. Uh, you, you know how it is. Um, I am Dan Selke, the editor of WinnerIsComing.net, and who are you? Mia Johnson, entertainment editor over on fansighted.com. <laughs> How are you doing, Mia? How uh, are you finding... Are you used to quarantine yet? Is it, like, become part of your life now? You know what? I feel like the chains are slowly being taken away. I went to Bed Bath & Beyond last week, uh, which that was exciting. <laughs> it's one of, like, the very few stores open, so... Uh, it's kind of like, yeah, finding a, a whole new meaning to going out, but still I'm kind of in, so I'm, I'm used to it at this rate, but slowly like trickling out. <laughs> How about you? Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, I just pretty quickly, like after I got over the break of routine of not going into the office and settling into, um, my work from home, I got used to mm-hmm. it pretty quick and I got, and I got pretty used to yeah. it, but yeah, it, it is nice to have a change breaking, although we'll talk about today. Uh, Ressi asked, what's this about? It's about all things uh, sci-fi, fantasy, movies, TV, Ressi. And today we're going to talk about a little bit in a second about how Hollywood is starting up filming again. They're making movies, they're making TV shows, and whether that's a super duper good idea or possibly a disaster. Yeah. But first, I want to talk about the thing that really matters now and always, and that thing is hair. Um, Mia, just to get us off on a little on a on a on a on a whimsical note. Yeah. Um, Game of Thrones <laughs> star Kit Harrington stepped out of his apartment, no mask, may I add, or his townhouse, mansion, whatever he has, to walk his dog. And just one of those like moments where you like see like an old friend and they just look mm-hmm. completely different, you know? Yeah. Stepped out with a buzz cut. And and I don't know, like it, it had a small emotional effect on me. Okay. Oh, because, you know, on Game of Thrones, he was known for uh-huh. his long, luscious, beautiful, quaffed mane. Yeah. And to see him, you know, with like an army surplus store uh, sort of number one across the bow, Widow's Peak showing. I mean, yeah. It, um, look at him. Yeah, First he's, mm-hmm. he's shed that old coat. I'm, yeah, I'm taking a look. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, yeah. Oh, please go ahead. I was going to say that it it looks like Rose Leslie cut it. Like, I bet this is a um, quarantine haircut. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, quarantine cut. It's a little, you know... It's a little patchy. The The lineup at the front is a little, well, I I don't know if he wants the widow's peak or not, but you know what? I bet it's free. I bet it's liberating. I know a lot of the guys have been complaining, you know, that the, the barber shops have been closed down. So I, I'll cut him some slack, you know, and it's getting summertime. It's hot. You got to take all that hair off. <laughs> oh, me. My hair is longer than it has ever been in my entire life. I can put it over <laughs> my entire eye. Yeah. But very soon. I'm going to crack and, and do a quarantine haircut. So that's just a cute little thing. Also, we have um, other kind of quarantine gatherings. We have a bunch of Game of Thrones stars who are coming together to play Dungeons and Dragons for charity. Uh, we got Daniel Portman, who played Podrick. We got Jim Wynn, who played Yara. Kristen Nairn, who played Hodor. Natalia Tanya, who played Osha. And Ewan Rand, who played Ramsey Bolton, getting together to. 
And I've heard it's happening more often um, yeah. for this campaign, D&D Live 20, Roll with Advantage, where you just kind of play Dungeons and Dragons, these Game of Thrones stars, people watch, and mm-hmm. I never quite understood how that translates to charity, but I'm, I assume it does. Yeah. Assume, like, give donations or something. Yeah, like a while telephone they watch. or something, yeah. Which is a cute idea, right? Yeah, it should be fun. I know tons of people who were, like, um, into Critical Role, uh, and so it'll, it'll be kind of fun because I mean, Dungeons and Dragons in a way is like in that realm of fantasy and you get to sure. see whatever characters they take on or whatever adventure they go on in this Dungeons and Dragons. I've never played myself, but I, I, I know like the general gist of how it's played. <laughs> I hope they like choose characters that correspond to who they were on the show. Yeah. Although, although I hope Christian Nairn has a more than one word vocabulary. I think he's Please. earned that, you know? <laughs> Please speak for us. What can you say? <laughs> That'd be really, really easy character to play, though. All you gotta yeah. do is one word over and over again. <laughs> and then finally, other little quarantine news. We got, um, there was gonna be this giant Game of Thrones studio tour that's like this big, elaborate, like, permanent fixture in Northern Ireland. You know, it was gonna open, I think, in October, obviously, with everything going on, unsurprisingly delayed, because... yeah. You know, in order to do things like put in work orders and do catering and open up a new public space, you've got to be able to move and interact. And right now, it's kind of a little bit hard. So, like, uh, quarantine and the coronavirus are still the news of the day. And I, I, and I want to talk to you about, Mia, and all of you watching, Joe Isha Taylor, so that's all Kit Carrington and Clicked, uh, Solid Instinct Joisha, I or Janisha. Yeah, I, I can't blame you for that. What do you think of the Kit Harrington buzz cut? Is it disturbing or delighting you in the way that it's affecting me? I'd be curious to know. But anyway, I, I, I want to talk to you about, I want to talk to you, Mia, about Hollywood reopening, basically. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of stuff going on. I know that today, uh, a producer on the Avatar sequel, which everyone really wants to see. Oh, man. Oh. Um, so badly. Line up um, around the block. I mean, I just. I, I, I assume they will be. We'll see what happens. Um, he posted a picture. They're, they are filming again in New Zealand, mm-hmm. cameras. And I got to say, it didn't see a lot of masks in that photo either. It was like a really strange choice to like put on their Instagram. Yeah. Um, Jurassic Park Dominion, huge, huge movie. Those movies are very, very popular, by the way. I've never seen one, but they yeah. make complete bank. Um, they're going to start up again in England, which is... Um, you know, a little, a little bigger because England is, you know, a very populous country, kind of like America, and it had a big problem with this. New Zealand, like, tampered it down pretty quickly. Yeah. So even a place like England, things are going to start happening. I think uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, Chris Pratt are going over there to, like, so they get quarantined for, like, 14 days at the airport hotel or something, and then they go to set after that is the kind of deal when you do that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So they okay. So they won't be filming right away. They're going to come in to the country. They're going to quarantine to make sure like there's nothing on the flight or anything like that. Yeah. And then you know if it's apparently out of their system, then they'll jump in. That's kind of interesting. (laughs) I mean, I I guess what you have to do. I think like if you're traveling internationally, not just if you're a movie star, if you're anybody, if you yeah, if you're even able to travel internationally now, that's what has to happen to you. Yeah. Whether you're filming a major motion picture or you're visiting your nana in France, whatever. <laughs> and when they get there, the new normal for Hollywood is going to be like, okay, so Jurassic Park movie just, just for that. 
everyone gets coronavirus mm-hmm. training. There's like a private medical facility on site. There are isolation booths. There are like a thousand, and I'm, I'm, I'm quoting, I'm not like saying a thousand for exaggeration's okay. sake, uh, hand sanitizer stations kind of like placed around the set. Uh-huh. Um, nightly antiviral fogs. They're all like on a, a, a staggered schedule. So, you know, like yeah, comes in now, half comes in later. They isolate folk who show symptoms and more. So do you think this wow. is like, is it time basically? Is it time to get back to work or are we tempting fate here? This to me, it seems a little tempting. I think after like for us, it's been like three months, um, you know, going through this and there's probably some people who feel antsy or itchy and ready to go. I think for them, it, it, seems like it's the right idea but there, it, it just isn't sitting right with me um and i'll tell you we our family was planning a vacation we were thinking about going out to la and uh, we got like plane tickets for we got them cheap like right when the pandemic was happening and it was right. like around the time where you were like oh this will be over in a month and we've just been kind of <laughs> we've been like sitting on them hoping like you know please 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 you know by july let it you know be clear and it it we finally like just this weekend settled. We were like, no, we're not going to do this. We're not going to go out. We don't want to go to Disney world or, or anything like that. Um, Cause it just seems like it's, it's still tempting with all these cases out there. And, you know, there's still reported deaths and all that. So I, it's like just being around such a massive group of people still kind of, you know, gives me pause. <laughs> to, and I guess that applies to Hollywood too. Oh, completely. I mean, obviously yeah. They're taking precautions, but I mean, the, the report is that even though like the overall deaths and cases are going down, like say in the U.S., like worldwide, it's going up because yeah. like, some countries that are just kind of, you know, like it's just really kind of hitting them. And even in the U.S., there are states where it's going up and even yeah. though mostly it's going down. And I mean, they're going to take precautions, but you, you mentioned Disneyland, like mm-hmm. While while these movies are kind of gearing back up to shoot on these incredibly like isolated, tamped down, coronavirus proof sets, like Disney is putting plans together to reopen its parks. Yeah, yeah. Which and they they would have opened. Um, I think it's like July seventeenth, and that was like right when we were planning on going. And so I'm like, do you know? And the thing is that you know there are people who are not thinking you know, with their safety in mind and thinking about their fun in mind. So I'm like, even though I'm sure Disney would like be playing to have reduced capacity, there's still going to be so many people clamoring to go, clamoring to get out there and ride the rides and be in, you know, close proximity with everyone. Uh, I think with like Universal too, it's already been like, who's following the rules here? <laughs> it's going to be trouble. <laughs> I mean, look, like if you're all together at a beach party or at a music park, you're not following the rules. Debbie agrees with you, by the way. Um, once more Jurassic Park, but also <coughs> I'm with you, Mia. Going to the grocery store is risky enough for me. And mm-hmm. Agnes agrees to tempting fate, baby. Give it a few more months. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the problem here, like, like with with Disney specifically, it's like your you have amusement parks that are designed for people to go in and spend time together, waiting in like. Can you imagine those like long, long lines for the roller coasters yeah. of those rides? With like six on feet apart. Of, yeah, on top of social distancing, it's like oof. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. That's impossible. Like, yeah, there's no way that would work. I yeah. mean, it, and I'm sure that they're going to like you know limit the folk who can go in at a time. But still, 
I mean, it's it, it's just this weird situation where I understand that they want to get the machine running again. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're, we're like coming up against the world runs on money, but it doesn't much matter if the world runs, if everyone in it is dead yeah. or seized. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like historic clash of priorities that I can't really remember ever talking before. Yeah. And just watch it play out. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and I think that we were already kind of seeing that play out in Texas, which I, I think it was like the the senator or governor, I forget which one, was kind of scolding, you know, the citizens. And he's like, these cases are rising. You young people need to be more careful. But it was like, you were the one who was trying to open up the state in the first place. So, th- you know, you, you kind of have your cause and effect answer now. Like, it's going to continue to spread, uh, you know, so long as people are out and so long as there's not a vaccine, unfortunately. I mean, like, just for the entertainment industry, um, you know, the, they'll do what they do. I, I, again, I, I said before, it's fortunate this whole thing came along when it, like, right now, mm-hmm. because the technology we have, like, even in making TV and movies, like that Mandalorian technology where they just have yeah. you on set, yeah, they have those, like, LED uh, screens behind yeah. you where they, like, project outdoor scenes. And, and yeah. make it so you can, like, go to Iceland without ever leaving the set. Like, what a great time for some of that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we're here, you know, just in our little, you know, little. Well, then it's kind of like, I think the, the thing is, like, the being in the great outdoors versus being in a, like, closed environment where, you know, something maybe can escape, like, you know, your sneezes or your breath or whatever. Or oh, those little, you know, it, but I mean, if it's a really big, like Mandalorian size warehouse, it might be a little easier to, <laughs> to get by. Uh, but yeah, I know, uh, like some other Disney uh, shows have been rumored to like the WandaVision, I think they wanted or Falcon and Winter Soldier, they want to start finishing by July yeah, as well. Right. So like, oh, I, I, right. I wonder too, if there are like smaller productions that aren't going to be able to afford like nightly antiviral fogs mm. and 18,000 yeah. hand sanitizations and all, and all this like extra medical stuff. Like it might just get priced out and just like not happen. Um, yeah. I, thought about I that. mean, Disney will be fine, but right. other, they'll always be fine. Although yeah. wouldn't it be if they weren't, wouldn't it this, this took them down. Fall of Disney. Be, Corona just takes the bat and goes right to the knees. Anything could happen. <laughs> all right. Any more thoughts about the coronavirus? And no, yeah, it, it's it is it is kind of weird, you know, that it feels like we're on the tail end of this and that everything is over and everything is opening like up it. and Hollywood wants to get back to it. But I think we're gonna have to wait another couple months to see the results of that, you know, for Hollywood and for movie making and the cases. I it's like, gosh, what is gonna happen? <laughs> uh seat television. Um before we go into our next topic, which I think you have an evisceration of a recently released beloved Disney property, let's take a brief moment to advertise for the Wit Club. Do you like what we do but want to have more articles, more videos, and a special prize each month? Then consider joining the Wit Club. All you got to do is buy a t-shirt, a Wit Club t-shirt, and you get access to all these wonderful things, prizes for the rest of your life or however long we keep doing this show. I'll leave a link right here for your amusement. Kabam. All right, Mia. Now we're moving on. Okay. So you watched, uh, like, one of the movies that kind of made waves in the first, uh, when this all started, the coronavirus, this Artemis Fowl 
mm-hmm. um, movie was going to be was going to be out in theaters, and they released it on Disney Plus, right? Mm-hmm. And it's gotten some some buzz. Mia, you yeah. watched it. What did you think? What's the deal? <laughs> So this is an interesting movie. Um, it's an adaptation of a series of novels um, starring Artemis Fowl. The idea was in this book, this is a young 12 year old boy and he's a super genius and he's kind of like a young, they call him criminal mastermind. So he, you know, he's a little evil. He, he you know, can get away with other things that you typically don't see in a Disney movie. You, you know, usually see the heroes and this and this and that. Right. Um, when it comes to Disney and them fiddling with this movie, um, unfortunately, I don't think that translated so well from the book to the screen. And I have not, re- I am so curious now to actually read the books just because of, um, I've been like going through the Reddit subs and Twitter to see how Disney messed this up and broke, uh, people's hearts <laughs> with this movie. Um, it's directed by, uh, Kenneth Branagh, who, um, it's like Branagh. an oppressor. Yeah. Lock. What's his Lockhart, Lock, Gilderoy Lockhart? Yeah, I mean, and, and, he's and been around Harry for a Potter. Long time. So he knows Harry fantasy. And, uh, he directed Thor. Back in the day. Yeah, he's a Shakespeare guy. Um, but this just was not his moment. Um, and it, it was part of dis- them, I don't know, like losing the plot, losing what this story meant to all the fans, losing what Artemis Fowl actually was. They said he's a criminal mastermind in the movie. There was no such indication of that. <laughs> And it was, it was kind of like the plot overall was just like, it was hard to follow. It was like, there's nothing really substantial going on. You didn't even want to root for Artemis Fowl. There was one character, uh, bless her heart, who was brought into the movie. And I hear she was like in the books and stuff. And they gave her like zero to do. She brings Artemis Fowl a sandwich in one scene. And that's like the extent of her entire... I felt so sorry for her. So uh, I watched this movie with my brother this weekend and we like laughed through the whole thing. It was like, it was so, <laughs> it was so bad. And other people might enjoy it. I've seen a couple good reviews here and there, but I want to look up the Rotten Tomatoes score because it was, it was like at 11%. Um, oh, that's, that's over the weekend. And as of today, it is, oh, now it's at 10%. <laughs> right. With an audience score of 21%. So that's what I watched. Before I shut up, I want everyone to see this movie just so they can witness it. <laughs> just so I have something to talk to people about. <laughs> so one time I'll recommend something that's bad. So maybe it, it wasn't a, a, a bad idea to release it on the streaming service. Like it, it wouldn't have uh, gone terribly well over in the theater. Right. Yeah. I, I really don't think this would have had a, a, a flying chance in the theater. So it's good that, you know, like somebody can put it on in the background you know, if they've got babysitting kids or something like that, or they just need sure. something to do or something to watch out of boredom during quarantine. Um, but yeah, I, I feel bad for all the fans there who love this series. I mean, yeah, it, it's always heartbreaking to love something and then see it translated and it just sucks. Yeah. Um, I know like just talking about uh, kind of young adult books that are fantasy books that translate to screen. I know that a lot of people hated those Percy Jackson movies. From that's while. what, yeah, that's what they've been comparing this to. Yeah. Um, this one might have sunk even lower, though, so that's kind of <laughs> sad. <laughs> and I mean, it's interesting that, like, I don't get why a company like that would change these things so drastically. Yeah. Like, the books are very popular. They're popular because people like them. 
and yeah. your solution is to take out all those things and make something different. Yeah, and to whittle it down. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's weird. The movie was about like 90-ish minutes. I don't know if it should have gone longer so they can include more things. I even looked at all the deleted scenes and there was actually some good deleted scenes that they could have kept in the movie that explained the plot. So I don't know really where they went wrong or why <laughs> You know, they took the route that they did. What was Judy Dench doing then? Judy Dench was an elf. Um, she was part sure, of this magical sure. elf brigade of, yeah, she, she's two for two now with cats and, and bad. <laughs> oh, that's right. She's having a terrible year. <laughs> um, and yeah, she was the lead of this, um, these like elf police who were trying to stop Artemis Fowl for reasons that took me too long to figure out why. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I only give it my recommendation only because I think it's a phenomenon that everyone needs to experience. And it's a weird, like fantasy because there's elves and there's magic, but it, it feels like a cross between like Harry Potter and star Wars, um, with the way that they approach magic and the whole, like, you know, magical realm of Ireland. So it's kind of interesting how that was executed. All right. Well, I- I'm sorry it was bad, but I'm glad you seem to enjoy watching it. So I, yeah, it I, en- I enjoyed it for what it's worth and w- enjoyed <laughs> Watching with someone who also doesn't like it can actually be more fun in some yeah. cases than like yeah. watching a movie. Wait, um, I've been watching. Watch? So, okay, last week, oh, Agnes says, I'm going to watch Spell, but expect me to disappointment. Probably need to start GOT again. Judy Dench and Elf. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they paid her a lot of money. Um, last week on this show, I believe it was Lisa recommended, um, what we do in the shadows. And if it wasn't, I'm sorry to whoever did recommend it. Um, which I'd always heard about, always looked interesting. The show from Taika Waititi and Guillermo del Toro about kind of like, like a a comedy about vampires living in Staten Island. Yeah. And it looked good, but I... Thought it was an hour long show. I just didn't have the time to devote to it. It's a half hour long. I checked it out. Okay, this show is great. Um, I am <laughs> sorry I wasn't watching it earlier. I think everyone should watch it. I suspect you might enjoy it. Yeah. It's basically what we do in the shadows. It's on Hulu. I believe it runs on. Oh, I don't know. Probably FX or something. Um, I think so. Yeah. A trio of vampires, very old, like hundreds of years old. Uh, live in Staten Island in dilapidated mansion. They all mm-hmm. kind of are stuck in the centuries they were born in, you know, so they're all talking like counts and countesses with the, yeah. the collars and the clothes. And it it's filmed like The Office, like there's a documentary crew there filming them, which some of this sounds kind of tired saying it out loud. Because, you know, <laughs> The Office has been done, the gag, yeah. ooh, I'm uh, much older than I look and I'm stuck in another time has been done. But it's done with a lot of heart. You can tell people like really believe in what they are doing. Mm-hmm. And the characters are funny first. That's the, the first thing. But they are consistent, too. Mm. And I'm finding it really, really fun. Really, really, uh, yeah, just a good time. Yeah. And uh, the, the main guy is one of their human familiars, who was clearly based on Guillermo del Toro. I think his name is Guillermo. And he's kind of like a sad sack. He wants to become a vampire, but they just keep stringing him along over and over and have him like get like run errands for them. It's good <laughs> yeah. stuff. I'm like, having the first season, I'm really, really liking it. So I'm That's glad cool. to whoever recommended that to me. I think it was Lisa, but I have not confirmed. 
Have you seen the movie? Uh, no. Uh, okay. So I, yeah, I've seen the movie and I, I, I really yep. enjoyed the movie. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I don't see why not. I was, I was excited to hear that they were going to make a series about it, but I wasn't, I wasn't sure how it was going to pan out. Or I was like, you know, sometimes if you try to make a series out of something, it just doesn't work. Uh, so yeah, that sounds great. I'm glad to see that it's working out. <laughs> Oh, no. He muted himself. <laughs> I did. I, I, I muted myself to drink some water, and then I forgot that I was muted. <laughs> FX been killing it. FX has this. It has Mrs. America. They're doing a great job. Hulu's become, yeah. like, a giant hit for me in the past, like, oh, really? dur during this difficult quarantine period. So kudos to you, Hulu. And finally, I wanted to talk about they released some new images for the second season of The Umbrella Academy on mm -hmm. the Netflix. Did you watch this particular program, Mia, before? I watched when it came out. I think this is before I get hired to work here. So I wasn't like required to watch stuff. Sure. <laughs> so I watched like half of it. Um, so I know what it's about, but I didn't finish the series. I didn't finish the first season. But I watched like a majority of it, I think. It was cute, right? I yeah, enjoyed yeah. it. I didn't like love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. But I thought it was fun. I thought it was, you know, goofy and interesting and committed. Yeah. 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 I think it was, I think I, I, I liked it. I wouldn't say there's anything for me not to like about it. They had some really pretty good characters um, and trying to like figure out the mystery with their father or, or you know, whatever is going on there. Um, I just, usually I just drop out because I'm like, I'll make up the, the rest <laughs> yeah, of my I head. Gotcha. <laughs> but now okay. I, I've got something to watch now that it's uh, it's returning for season two, right? In, yeah, in July. Yeah. Like basically, it's this like dysfunctional family of superheroes who get back together after their kind of benefactor dies, and there's a mystery. There's an apocalypse. Ma Mary J. Blige is in it as an assassin, yeah. which was okay. You do you, Mary J. Blige. Yeah, <laughs> um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of uh, like a little like too willfully quirky sometimes, you know. Like, yeah, I can see that. We are full of uh, twee and quirk and charm. Like, picture yeah. right there. Like, the one character has, like, a female mannequin as his love interest. And it's like, there's, like, a line between clever and you are trying too hard to make this wackiness work sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Not always. I, I, I thought it was, like, on the wrong side of that occasionally. Mostly it was a good time. I, I did enjoy it. As Sherry says, yeah. love the crazy characters. I enjoy the crazy characters too, more or less. And um, it, it was a hit. I mean, oh, by the way, I learned this. Did you know that the guy who wrote The Umbrella Academy is the lead singer for emo rock band My Chemical yeah. Romance? Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you knew that? I did know I that. I did that from the, uh, right, right from the gate. I, feel like, I thought that was a big thing and everyone knew that. I guess no. not. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry says there is a crazy dreaded brother superhero who doesn't love that. Klaus is probably the best one, Klaus. I think. I They're, love Klaus, yeah. Yeah, he was good. <laughs> he was yeah. funny. I got to watch him. So yeah, I'm I'm down for that. I'm down for more. Um, and second season sometimes can really boost um, confidence. Yeah. Are you going to watch? Um, Sherry didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Sherry, who would have thought it? Are, are you going to watch um, that Perry Mason show this this weekend? HBO is this. <laughs> 
is remaking Perry Mason of all things. Yeah, that's right. 40s, I think. Yeah, I'm like, that's like my grandmother's show or something like that. Uh, it did look, yeah, it's super, you know, edgy and cool and dramatic now. Uh, and I don't know, maybe just because it's the name Perry Mason, I'm like, I don't need to be watching that. <laughs> I do kind of wonder, like, who it's for, you know? Yeah. Like, what what crowd are you hoping to to to, to rope in here, HBO? <laughs> but I guess we'll see. It's pretty high profile, so I'll I'm I'm, I'm gonna check it out just because I'm kind of curious. Okay. So, I mean, I've never seen the original show. No, me neither. I think we were all born like close to fifty years after it aired, but I'm yeah, hoping. yeah. <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts on anything, Mia? Life, the world, TV movies, anything? Oh, no. Well, next week, I told you, is my birthday. So if anyone oh. wants to come with gifts or shower of praise next week, come with those prepared. You don't have to have it ready now, um, but I will be expecting them. <laughs> As Debbie says, the original Perry Mason was now in black and white. Now I'm showing my age. It's fine, Debbie. Um, <laughs> The, the new one, I mean, I, I have to think that, like, most folk who are going to watch it didn't watch the original. I feel like it, yeah. it it Unless, maybe it's, like, someone like my father, like, a Gen X sort, like, who know of it, but are also kind of into, like, you know, HBO sitcom shows, too. So I can see that maybe kind of happening. Yeah, I'm curious. And if any of you have any questions for us, me, Mia, about her birthday... Perry Mason, Game of Thrones, Star Wars, movies, TV, whatsoever, feel free to write them to this address and we can peruse them ahead of time and answer them. Write us at Blurg. I made that last night. I'm going to try it out, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we are available on iTunes, Google Play, where podcasts are downloadable, listenable. Feel free to listen to us there and to give us the maximum number of stars allowable in a review. Not because, you know, we're telling you, because you you think we deserve it. And if we don't, just do it anyway. We'd appreciate it. Um, that's about all I got. Me, anything else? Yeah, no, that's it for me too. Okay, we'll be back next week, Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, here on the Winter's Green Facebook page. Hope to see you then. Have a lovely week. <laughs>